Hi, Podcast Babe, and welcome to season five of the Podcast Babes podcast. Get ready for inspiring interviews with female podcasters every Monday and a bite-sized podcast hack episode every Wednesday. If you want to learn more about podcast monetization or if you're ready to outsource podcast management, be sure to check out our website at thepodcastlates.com. Okay, so now let's go into the episode. Okay, welcome to a new episode of The Podcast Babes. And today I'm not alone. I am here with Diana Joy. Uh, Diana Joy Spencer is a multi-passionate entrepreneur. And what she does is she teaches creatives how to make friends with focus, overcome overwhelm, and step into their multi-passionate mastery. Well, as podcasters, I think this is very important. I feel like probably all podcasters are multi-passionate and have multiple things to do. Maybe you have a business or other things going on besides your podcast. So Joy, I'm so excited that you are joining us today. And I'm so excited to hear all your tips. But first of all, do you want to tell us a little bit more about what you do? Sure. Thank you for the wonderful introduction. And I'm so excited to announce that I'll be joining the Podcast Babe Squad soon. My podcast is coming out really soon. So I'm excited to be a part of that as well. But yeah, so my name is Deanna Joy. I go by my middle name mostly because my first name has an apostrophe and the internet like rejects it totally. (laughs) A lot of people don't say it right. So you can call me Joy. And I am on a mission to rewrite the narrative that choosing one thing is the only path to success. I believe that we are all so multifaceted And we are multi-passionate. Not everyone is, but those of us who are, we know that we are. And so I was really struggling in my early 20s to figure out what I was going to do. You know, we all go through that time of like, okay, it's time to get serious about something, right? And at that time in my experience, I was presented with a lot of options because I'm multi-passionate. So I had to choose, okay, do I want to be a singer and a songwriter or do I want to just write? And it was so hard to choose. Being told to choose one thing for me was really painful. So I decided that I wasn't going to choose anything at all. And I decided to choose myself. And I started a blog as a place to begin to express all the different things that I was interested in. And from that blog, my business kind of was organically born. I just started writing about anything I wanted to. And then I wrote a blog post called It's Time to Start Celebrating Multipassionates. And that was when I felt something, a spark in my heart really light up that, oh, wow, this is what I could just keep talking about. And I had so much to say and the readers were really resonating. So from there, after I got that response, I started saying like, does anyone want coaching? Does anyone want to talk to me about how to navigate this whole online business space as a multi-passionate, or even how to introduce yourself to your friends and family. Like, let's be real. There's so many things that are hurdles for super multi-passionate creative people. So I started coaching. And then from there, I started a membership and started creating courses. And now I'm in a space where I'm really mainly working toward bringing this level of structure and focus into the creative space in a way that feels exciting and stimulating versus feeling like something that you maybe want to push away or dread. Because I find that when we can celebrate our passions on one hand and then embrace a little bit of structure on the other, it becomes a really powerful sweet spot for multi-passionates. So that's a little bit about me and what I do, what I'm up to. 
Yeah, awesome. Oh, I just find it so relatable what you said that at the beginning of your 20s, you're like, what am I gonna do? Like, there's so many things that I like and so many options. So then what do you go for? And like you said, I got the same advice. You have to pick one thing. And then that's basically your identity, right? Uh, Like first question people ask, what do you do? And then you have like 10 seconds to give an answer. (laughs) What do you do? And they usually don't expect a whole paragraph of things that you do. So yeah, it's so relatable. So for you, it all started with a blog. Did you also have a job besides the blog? Or like, how was that for you? Like that beginning phase? Oh, yeah, I had a job until February of this year. So I was working, I used to work as a nanny and that was a really great job for kind of building my business on the side because my hours did fluctuate a little bit, but it was kind of like I knew when I would be with the kids and when I would have downtime. So I would work on my blog at night when I was waiting for the parents to come home and that kind of thing. Then I transitioned into substitute teaching again more flexible knowing that I'm going to be done with my day around 3 p.m. and I'll still have a little energy to get home and work. And then I ended up wanting to really use my degrees. I have a degree in English and I love to write. So I went into the copywriting space and I did freelance copywriting. Then I got an agency job and I ended up, my last job was at a vegan snack food startup. And this was interesting because I was in a project management role. And I didn't know anything about project management going into it, but I accepted the job and I said, as long as I can spend the first week doing self-study and taking a course and learning, I'm step up to this challenge. And I crushed it. They were so sad when I left. Like they threw a virtual going away party, like a happy hour. I mean, I was quote unquote kind of the glue that kept that team together. And it's because I realized I have this natural affinity for structure, for bringing order to chaos, which is so interesting because on one hand, I'm super creative. So the cool thing about that job was that I was the project manager, but I was also doing side projects even at my job. Like I created a team newsletter because I needed to do something creative. I wanted to design and play with graphics and stuff. So that job really opened up for me like, okay, wow, I've got something here with this structure, you know, that I can really bring to teams or to an individual. And so I quit my job earlier this year to go all in on my business. But I definitely don't regret waiting as long as I did, because it's tricky when you're first getting started, especially as multi-passionate. And honestly, I'm still going through this. We do not shy away from trying something for the first time. That is our fuel. That is our energy. That is where we get that rush. So when you're working a nine to five and you have that support, you can do that and it's not as big of a risk. You can try something for the first time and if it doesn't work out monetarily or financially, it's like, oh, whatever, I tried it, right? When you jump out of the nest or you know whatever you wanna call it, when you take that leap, now all of a sudden every decision that you're making is a little bit, there's more pressure on it, right? Like in my case, I don't have like a nest egg or a big savings that was handed down to me. It's just all on me. So I don't regret waiting as long as I did and sometimes I'm like, could I? I have waited even longer, honestly, because there's a lot of pressure now that I'm full time. But I was just walking my dog <laughs> before this and I was thinking, oh, I just love that I can just walk my dog anytime and I don't have to like ask anyone for permission. So there's two sides of the coin, but I definitely think as a multi-passionate, there's no shame in having that nine to five, having that support, like that support that's underneath you because it allows you to take these risks that you want to take anyway, but it doesn't feel 
there's not as much pressure behind it. Yeah. That's my very long way to answer your question that I totally had a job. It started my blog. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, but I think that's so good to hear because like you said, I never had this experience. I went full time into my business, like from the start, which was super stressful, to be honest, like very stressful. <laughs> so wouldn't necessarily recommend that. And especially like you said, like if you can just try things out and you don't have to feel that pressure of I need to find my thing now because otherwise I cannot pay my bills. That actually like is a big pro. Yeah. <laughs> like use that to your advantage, right? So Joy, you created a framework for multi-passionates in, I think it's to find a balance between doing a lot of different things and also focusing. Is that yes. right? Can you tell mm -hmm. us more about that? Yes. So it's called the three-part focus framework. And this framework is designed to take this sort of vague, nebulous concept of focus and bring it down to a place where we can actually begin to interact with it and create our own relationship with it. Focus tends to be something that we either say, yeah, I can do it or I can't. Or sometimes focus means concentrating and sometimes focus means knowing what my priorities are. Really, it's like, what is focus actually, right? It's just so undefined and untapped. So my three-part focus framework breaks focus into three different ways to interact with focus and they work together to create clarity and momentum without burnout. So the first type of focus is called intensive focus and it is a zoomed out big picture kind of energy. This is when you are looking at your vision board and you're thinking about your ideal life and you're really thinking about why are you doing all the things that you're doing? What's the real meaning behind it? You're anchoring back into that. At this time, you're also having very real conversations with yourself that you can only have in private if you give yourself time to. So conversations like, okay, I've committed to these things, but my priorities are these things and they don't align, right? So if someone, let's say your priority is, I'll use kind of an example that I think is relatable for a lot of people. Let's say your priority in your business is launching a course. You're like, I want to launch a course. I've been thinking about it forever. I know what I want to do. I'm going to launch this course. But then you look at your commitments and your commitment side. So I like to do this literally in a T graph. So you can write down like commitments on one side, priorities on the other side. And you look at your commitments and you've got commitments that are like um, learning about Facebook ads and immersing yourself in Pinterest marketing and going on podcast tours and all of this. So now you can literally see, hold on, wait a second. If my priority is creating this course, but I've committed to all of these things that aren't related to that, of course I feel overwhelmed. Of course I feel flustered. Of course I feel quote unquote all over the place because I'm not honoring what I actually want to do. But if we don't set aside intentional time to look at that and to have those conversations in private, they don't happen. And as multi-passionates, we're moving. Like we've got this over here and this over there right? So intensive focus time is the first part of the framework because it creates a lot of clarity. And it's really, really important for multi-passionates to begin to give ourselves that space to create clarity, to slow down and zoom out. Now, after you've got that clarity and you've had your intensive focus session, and I do teach about all this in my ebook as well, but after you have your intensive focus session, now you're ready for the second part of the framework, which is active focus. And active focus, I don't have to over explain because 
this is the kind of focus that we know. This is productivity. This is getting things done, writing the emails, like doing the work, messy bun, get it done energy is what I like to call it. So there's nothing wrong with this type of focus. This is the momentum builder. We need it. We need to take action on our big picture goals, right? Once we have that clarity, we've got to start taking action. So it's a beautiful thing. Now, this the only thing with this is to find a way that works for you. For me, like active focus, when I'm in that mode, it's better if I am not at home. If I can go to a coffee shop for a couple hours, the chances of me really being able to focus are much higher than if I'm at home, right? If I'm doing intensive focus and that big picture planning, I actually like to go outside where I can think expansively. So you can also think about your environment. Now, if we do nonstop active focus all the time, then we get exhausted and burnt out and we start to equate focus with I'm drained, I'm tired, I'm not good at this. Why can't I concentrate? And we start that beating ourselves up, right? And in that, we're starting to create this relationship with focus that's more tumultuous. It's more like there's a strain there. And now all of a sudden, it's this pain point for us. And really, focus just wants to help us. It wants to help us see whatever we want to see through. It wants to help us. But when you can decide what your outcome is and then choose how to engage with focus, you're so much better off. So if the outcome is I need more clarity, that's not the time to sit down and start crushing your task list. Put your task list away and do an intensive focus session. Ask those questions. Look at your big why. Like have that time for yourself, right? If the desired outcome is I got to make some momentum on this. I'm tired of this just sitting here and not the needle not moving forward. I've got to move forward with this. Like I need to see progress this week, right? It's time to put the vision board away. Go go do some active focus. So this is what I mean where we start to develop this different relationship with focus based on what we want to experience. And then the third part of the framework is passive focus. And long story short, this just means take some freaking breaks and don't take a break because you can't see straight anymore. And you're like, your mouth is dry because you haven't had water and you're starving. Take a break because you are paying attention to the rhythms of your body and you know, okay, I can work for about two hours and then I have to go outside, right? Like I need air, I need light, or I can work for 20 minutes and then I need to take a five minute break using the Promodoro method, whatever that looks like. So really weaving in that active, that passive focus intentionally into our day as well, that can really stop us from burnout. And I was just recording a podcast episode about this that's going to come out in the future, but I was saying, you know, The more we give ourselves breaks on a day-to-day basis, the more we normalize the idea that it's okay to pause, it's okay to stop, it's okay to take that break, and that can snowball into maybe we give ourselves a whole day off, right? Like maybe we are ready to finally take a vacation or maybe we stop working on the weekends or whatever. So it's really, really helpful to just each day plan breaks that we can take using passive focus. And that's how the three-part focus works together. And if you have multiple projects that you are running at the same time, intensive focus is really going to be your guiding light. Like when you have those sessions, you can see what's on my plate right now. Are there any conflicts? Is there anything I need to move around? Where where am I going to give the most of my energy and what's going to kind of get what's left over? Like you can really look and ask yourself those questions. Hey babe, do you like this episode so far? Like me, you have a message to share with your audience and it is important. 
In fact, it could change their lives. That is what I believe. But first, you need to be very clear about two things. Exactly who you are trying to help and what you offer them that no one else can. Because it all starts there. It's all about your brand. And Brandface sponsors this podcast. They help people just like you to define, develop, and display a brand that positions you as an authority. It's time to make sure you stand out. Find out more at learnaboutbrandface.com. And I also added the link to the show notes so you can just click through there. Okay, now let's get back to the episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so if we just get to take a podcast example, then step one would be looking at the bigger picture. Like, why do I want this podcast? What do I want to get out of it? Does it fit in like the whole scheme of things that is my life and or my business? And then you can see like, okay, do I have too many commitments? Like, do I maybe need a podcast manager because I cannot do everything alone? And then step two is like getting all the tasks done, recording things. And I'm a huge fan of batch recording. So that's probably also then the step two focus. So just getting it done, getting these episodes out. And then step three, I think also what I'm hearing, like pausing that I'm also thinking like so many podcasters never take a break from podcasting. Because they want to keep that momentum going. And I understand. I'm a big fan of working in seasons for podcasts. Because you can give yourself that break. It's built in. <laughs> like you have built in breaks. from Also from podcasting. And yes, you can work in advance. And I also do that. But it's still so nice sometimes. So just not having to think about the podcast. And knowing like I will be back. And my audience knows that. So I think... As podcasters, this framework can be so, so helpful. And I especially love the first step, like that bigger picture. So just like really see, why do I want this? Is this really what I want? And then also does this fit in with all the commitments that I have? I think that's also super helpful. Yes. And if it doesn't fit in with all the commitments that you have, then what is your next step? What conversations do you need to have with yourself or with someone else? what can be moved around, right? We don't have to be a victim to our our dreams list or our goals list. Like we have that creative control to move things around. So to be completely transparent, my process of starting my podcast and recording the first season and getting everything ready for the launch, it really showed me the power of this framework. So this framework is something that's based on my lived experience because I'm as multi-passionate as they get. And I struggled with focus for so long. I could not complete a project. I would get going. I'd be excited in the middle. I'd get to the middle and I'd be like, eh, I'm bored. Ooh, I'll start this next project, right? And eventually I was just like, okay, this is enough of this. Like I've got to see something through to know what that experience is like as well. And so that's how the framework was born. It was born from really observing my process looking back on what was working and realizing, oh, okay, I can teach this because I was able to see what I was doing. And in this process of getting ready for my podcast, this focus framework has really been so supportive because I had meetings on my calendar with Pinterest marketing experts and all these blog posts that I wanted to put up and all this stuff. So when I would have my intensive focus sessions, I would say, okay, right now I'm in a season of focus. And that's another topic. We can talk about that if you want, but I create seasons of focus for myself. This is the only way I get things done as a multi-passionate person. So right now, these last few months from October to December have the season of focus has been around my podcast. And so that means that it is the priority for those three months, period. 
the seasons change and it won't be forever, but right now it is. And so if I'm in my intensive focus session and I know that I'm in a season of focus where the podcast and getting it out into the world is my main thing, but I've got all these other commitments that are not aligning. I just started emailing people. I can't do this this month. I'm really focused on my podcast and I let things go. And then I really rooted back into why do I want this podcast to be born? What is the impact that it's going to make? Like how many lives could I potentially touch? And even just like simplifying my marketing because I'll have this main channel of content to then pull from and just so many things and thinking about in the future and my lifestyle and all of that. It really helped anchor me back because our priorities tend to shift really, really slightly. But when they shift slightly and go unnoticed, all of a sudden we're working on something and then we're wondering why we're not moving the needle because we're working on something that's not even a priority just because we want to feel busy or whatever, like, you know, so the process of getting the podcast ready for launch has shown me how impactful that focus framework is. And it's not just me. My clients love it as well. My course students love it. Like it works across the board. And here's why. You can do it however you want to. You could say, okay, I'm going to have an intensive focus session once a month. And then I'm going to do active focus, you know, all throughout the week with passive focus in between. I do intensive focus sessions every single Monday. It's on my calendar. Because for me, if I don't, I will lose my clarity. And my clarity is gold. I protect it with my life. Because if I have clarity, I can take action. Without clarity, when you're taking action, there's so many other thoughts in your brain. Should I actually be doing this? Is this the right thing? And then it's hard to actually concentrate and get the work done. And then we go into that spiral where we feel bad about ourselves. We're not doing anything wrong. We don't want to skip that first step. So I'm really glad that you brought that and you know tied it to podcasting because it absolutely mm-hmm, helps. Yeah. Like you said, it's so easy to just fill up that to-do list with 10 tasks, 20 tasks. Like, But actually, it could be much, much shorter if you look at the priorities. And I also love what you said of seasons of focus, like one specific goal or bigger task that you are focusing on for three months in your case a podcast launch I love that I think that also makes things so much simpler just for your own mind like you just know okay it's podcast time everything is about the podcast and like that's that's all that's all you you have to think about because all the rest comes later I love that I think that's super helpful yes It works like a charm and it's the particular language as well. It works well for creative people because when we hear season of focus, that sounds a lot better than pick one thing to focus on right now. It just sounds more expansive and it's more playful and seasons do change. They do. So when you say that to yourself, you're really saying, okay, right now I'm in this season of focus and the season will change. And when it does, I'll have my next season of focus. And it's, it's really powerful. I mean, that is probably like the best kept secret of just getting things done because you can complete a few big projects every year using that Mm -hmm. method, creating seasons of focus. Yeah, exactly. When is your podcast uh, launching? It is launching on December 9th. So that is my birthday. And the first three episodes are going to drop on that day. And then we're going to do like a bi-weekly schedule. Awesome. Okay, so when this episode comes out, you can already go to Joyce podcast, we will make sure to link it in the show notes. So you can check it out and see all the amazing work she's done over the past three months in her season of podcast focus. 
Yeah. And the whole first season of the podcast is about focus. So if this conversation is resonating, then you're going to love the first season. Yeah. It's going to be really um, good. Where else can people follow you or find out more about you, Joy? Yeah. So first off, definitely check out the Multi-Passionate Mastery podcast. Second stop, I would say, would be my website. I know people want everyone to go to Instagram, but like, come to my website. Come on home. Come to my house first. And then you can pop all around and go in all the different rooms from there. And that is joyknowshow.com. It's joy with an I, a dash in between each word. Com. And we'll put it in yes, the show notes. Absolutely. Yeah. So you can just go to the show notes, click all the links yeah. there and connect with Joy. Joy, thank you so much for coming on the show yeah. today. This was really awesome and helpful. I think this is so, so helpful. I'm going to use your framework for sure in creating my new season. Yes. And if anyone wants to really dive into the framework, take a little bit more time to learn it have some worksheets and ways to like actually practice implementing it into your schedule. I do have an ebook. It's a $37 ebook. Comes with a bunch of bonus content in the virtual portal as well. So I'd love for us to link to that too, because that's a great, great resource for learning. The awesome. Yes, absolutely. We will also put that in the show notes. There's going to be a long list of links in the show notes. So you can just see what you want, what you're looking for. And yes, one of the things is the ebook so that you can dive deeper into the framework. Awesome. Thank you so much for today, yeah. Joy. And we will see you in next episode. And that's a wrap for this episode. You can find the full show notes, including links, more info, and timestamps at thepodcastbabes.com forward slash podcast. There will be a new episode every Monday and Wednesday, so I'll just see you then. Hey, Podcast Babe, before you go, I want to tell you real quick about a free tool that we developed, a quiz. So if you have heard me talking about podcast monetization and all the different options that you have, and you're like, okay, cool, but what's the right one for me? That is exactly what you can find out in this quiz. So if you go to thepodcastbabes.com forward slash quiz, you can answer nine questions. It will only take you five minutes. And one of the podcast monetization strategies will roll out of this quiz as the perfect strategy for you. Of course, I will also give you some tips on how to get started, some podcast episodes to listen to, specified to the outcome of your quiz. So go to the podcast babes forward slash quiz, take the quiz and start monetizing.